When I was your age, they would say we could become cops or criminals. Today, what I'm saying to you is this. When you're facing a loaded gun, what's the difference? question about when Jack Nicholson mm-hmm. sang Mother McCree. I don't know if Mother McCree goes that way. I know a lot of Irish songs, but I can't quite remember that tune. Well, this is why we have you on, because we have our resident real-life Irishman on the show today. Does he do in a good Irish accent when he sings that song? Or is it kind of it, weird? It's a little over the top. A little bit. Isn't his yeah. whole performance over the top? I, I think he's a little over the top. Rate every accent in the movie. Like, just... Spitfire, like quick. In, in terms of, uh, okay, yeah. Just thumbs up, thumbs uh, down. Uh, Matt Damon's Boston accent was good, and Wahlberg's Boston accent was good. Of course, they're both from there, so yeah. they got it. <laughs> it's not really an accent. Yeah, they, they got it. Mm-hmm. And, um, um, but Leo. Uh, well, Leo didn't attempt to do too much, yeah. and I applaud him for that, actually, because if you can't do it well, don't do it. You yeah. Know? And I... And I thought he was good. Are you giving him a compliment? This is the first you know time I he's ever given a Leo a compliment. Uh, well, it's only because out of everybody in the movie, mm. he impressed me the most. Mm, nice. Just because. I, now he's done some good stuff, but a lot of good. You know, stuff. he's done a lot of good stuff, yeah. but I, I didn't have huge expectations for him in the movie, and I thought he kind of blew me away because I thought he was really good. Yeah. I yeah. watched Titanic for the first time and it was real hard to get emotionally invested when he died because Danny was making jokes the whole time, making fun of him <laughs> laughing like, oh, poor little Leo. <laughs> no, he would say, don't drown, woes. <laughs> I, 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 you know, he, he's playing in a romantic, sappy story. You right. know, that, I mean, I can give, I can give him that, but yeah. it wasn't his best day. <laughs> the age old question, like, was there enough room on the door for both of them to live because no. that's what everyone said no i don't think so it would have sunk yeah no also i think he was too weak to like get up there right probably yeah, yeah. at that yeah. point mm-hmm. see i always pointed at her kate winslet with the whole come back yeah come back <laughs> <laughs> i thought both of them were quite kind of annoying yeah and you know what <laughs> you were cheering when they died and, both, and <laughs> the ship crashed yeah <laughs> and both of them are good actors yeah mm-hmm. you know i mean she's done some amazing stuff but not her best day either part yeah. of it has to do with the movie being so long you're just stuck oh, with these yeah. two for like the whole, like they shared the, like there's side characters in that movie but for the most part it's leo and kate and yeah. the, by the end you're just like you're, you're just either like, totally on board I'm t- or you're totally yeah. over <laughs> yeah. those it's two. like by three hours and 15 minutes you can't wait till they're dying yeah yeah you know, yeah. I think my parents back in the day had the uh, the VHS of that, and it was two VHSs, oh, yeah. and I wasn't allowed to see it because I was like whatever five. There were boobs. Yeah, there were boobs and butts. Uh, I think were there uh, butts? I don't know. Did I we see, remember? There was butts. a steam. There was a steamy hand. There was. A, you're thinking of the steamboat. It was a car inside the boat, right? Oh yes, yes, yes the steamy hand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Bagel Boy Show. <laughs> This is a movie podcast that's not meant to be taken seriously. 
seriously. We go through different miniseries covering five-year-old films, franchises, Titanic, and finally actors. And this is an actor series on one Matthew Damon. We've got Danny Fenton back on the show. It's been a long time since your last visit with us, last on the visit episode. Well, Remember the visit? Hello. Remember yes. the visit? The dirty diapers? Remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. That, that wasn't enjoyable. Couldn't even let him say hello before <laughs> you just referenced the poopy diaper again. <laughs> I wanted to put that visual in your mind again. Not enjoyable. Hmm. Hopefully people at home or wherever they are don't have the same visual, but now they do. I think any time we cover an Irish movie going forward, we got to have Danny on as our expert. I wanted to address the accent yeah. the thing first mm-hmm. because... Um, you know, I love that, yeah. the accents. I mean, it was really authentic to mm-hmm. me. I thought they did a good job, you know, recreating Boston and all that. Mm-hmm. Incidentally, I, I just, I read a little bit about it, and most of it was filmed in New York, not Boston. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, okay, so I, I remember this really well. Um, I was on a business trip, and I uh, was, you know, driving through New England yeah. from Boston. I was in Mystic, Connecticut, and I was in this bar all right. in the evening, and I heard all these wonderful, wonderful accents. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I was just loved, I just ate it up, because it was all of that stuff, you yeah. know? You I mean, it was that that whole atmosphere, and so I really enjoyed it, and I was leaving, and, well, I, I shouldn't. I don't drive drunk or right. anything. Right. Let me first say that. Yeah, yeah, right. have, disclaimer. Yeah. Yeah. Disclaimer. I have complete respect for you cops. You didn't see him on the way yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> I have complete respect for policemen. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so here I am. So here I am driving. And, uh, you know, it's a little bit hard to get around there sure. and mm-hmm. I cut a woman off mm-hmm. I totally cut her off and I felt bad about it so when I I pulled up to the light right next to her I rolled down my window and it was a little older lady uh-huh. I rolled down my window and before I could even get out and I'm sorry uh-huh. she rolled her window <laughs> down and said you're a fucker <laughs> Something completely unexpected from this old right. lady. She, you know. Her guard was already up. up. She saw you rolling down the window. She's like, I gotta get the shot off first. And I did, the I old had, lady was actually Mark Wahlberg in disguise. Mark Wahlberg's mom, probably. Uh, yeah, I had nothing to sp- say about right. it, you know, and I guess I totally deserved it, but I just, right. it, it, I really loved it. Um, and, then the, and then the other thing about, uh, about, you know, the Irish thing. Yeah. Um, you know, my dad came, my dad. I was born in Cary and mm-hmm. grew up there and came to the States when he was 18. Yeah. And I, so a lot of things in the movie were pretty authentic. Yeah. It, particularly the Lace Curtain Irish references. Y- yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's know, a lot of those. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of Lace Curtain Irish thing. And I can remember my dad saying that a lot. And that was really a class distinction, yeah. you know, the lace curtain Irish. I could, I can remember him talking about a particular family. It was actually, well, I don't really need to say who they I'll were, say it. but yeah. uh, say it's uh, but he said I can remember him saying, "Oh, they're the lace curtain Irish," yeah. you know, and uh, and I said, "Oh," and I laughed right. to hear him say that. And I said, "Oh, we're not the lace curtain Irish, I guess." And he said, "No, we're the shanty Irish." <laughs> <laughs> So that's the distinction. <laughs> yeah. I can remember him saying that so well. And so they said that several times. Oh yeah. In the movie. And that that's that. like the weird like not weird, but like the 
the subtle like underground thing is like there's like this classism there like you've got the cops and Mm -hmm. and robbers you got the bad guys the good guys quote unquote there and then you've also got this whole like hey he's from the stadies there's these other southy southy yeah and all that kind of stuff yeah it's it's really interesting like this movie came out in 2006 remake of a foreign film called Infernal Affairs. Mm-hmm. And when they rewrote it before Scorsese and DiCaprio heard about it, the guy who wrote it was from Boston. Mm-hmm. And he just, he was kind of assigned to rewrite this for like an American version. And he was like, how do we adapt this? Because the movie was successful over there and he didn't want to like completely copy it. It's it's very similar in a lot of like the broad strokes, like a undercover cop a mole inside the uh, police department. I think you mean a rat. A rat, a teething, northern (laughs) rat. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But he grew up in Boston, and he just kind of followed the basic, like, screenwriting procedure of, like, just write what you know and form the story. Scorsese got his hands on it and was signed on basically within 24 hours. He and Leo were like, we're doing it. We're signed on. Mm -hmm. And the rest is kind of history after that. Like, this is the first time that Scorsese won... Best Director and Best Picture, I believe. Right. Yeah. And and I believe Mark Wahlberg was nominated yes, for Best Supporting Actor. Yeah. This is the first time I've ever watched Mark Wahlberg in a movie where I thought he was amazing. Yeah. He's like, so think of good. another movie where he's this good in. Uh, Transformers, Age of Extinction. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You're right. <laughs> the pinnacle of performances. <laughs> you know, he cracks open a Bud Light in that movie with like the logo out and it's oh, it probably lasts like 20 seconds and he chugs it and he throws it down like in front of like this passerby or like citizen in the middle of this transformers oh, sure war does. in like downtown LA or wherever, wherever they're at. That really happened. That Have happened you seen in- all the transformer movies? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I know. Not That's multiple times. There's certain ones I've only seen once and I'll never go back, Jack, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> I watched the first two and after the second one, my dad said, no, we're not written these anymore. <laughs> The second one's really raunchy. <laughs> yeah, it was. So Scorsese grew up in Little Italy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't realize that. So his attraction to the script, yeah, was immediate. You know, gangster movies and those mm-hmm. kind of movies is is evident. Yeah, and a lot of stuff that he does. Yeah, and Jack Nicholson's an actual Irishman. I had no idea. He doesn't seem like an Irishman to me. He, he doesn't just have that look. Seems like an asshole. <laughs> he seems like is that a lot of words. Can you, can you be that from that culture? <laughs> there, there is. Um, I can remember that at the point where he does that eye thing. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where he does that. He he does the eyebrows. Thing. Oh, the eyebrows. The eyebrows. Not yeah. the eyebrow thing. Oh. He like you can see the bloodshot in his eyes. Yeah. That point where oh he, the cocaine scene. Yeah, I think yeah. that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't stop to you no. But he's done that thing in another. I, I, he's done that thing in another movie. Oh, has he? I can't. I can't the I Shining. I don't know if it was a shining. As good as it gets. As good as it gets, I think, is what it did. Because I can remember when when she was kind of teasing him and everything, and he's acting silly, and he Mm. does that Mm -hmm. that thing. He's got this presence about him that just, like, 
we'll get into performances <laughs> and stuff, but we've got Matt Damon, of course, the headliner for this miniseries, if he can fight off Leonardo DiCaprio in this episode, and Jack Nicholson, and a, a 100% like shot-for-shot Mark Wahlberg in like every scene. He steals the show. And a sneaky little Alec Baldwin, uh, Daniel's favorite actor, is also no. in the movie. <laughs> the and, boss and, baby himself. The boss baby himself. Yeah. And Martin Sheen. Martin, Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen. You cannot, I was about to say, you cannot leave out Martin So Sheen. good. Martin Sheen is, he, he is one of those dependable actors. Yeah. Like, he's just dependable in, like, mm-hmm. in everything that he does. When I'm a dad, I want to be like Martin Sheen. Yeah. There you go. Dependable. We made fun of him in our uh, Amazing Spider-Man episode, which, like, it was mainly the script's fault. Like, he's a good Uncle Ben. Like He in, is a good the, Uncle in, Ben. Like, he's the, stuck in a bad vibe and yeah. everything, you know? But, yeah, great. And he gets to play full-on Uncle Ben in this movie. He's just, like, so, like, the only nice person, like, who's 100% genuinely nice mm-hmm. and has a an abundance of compassion where every other character in the movie has like zero percent compassion or empathy. He like cares so much about Leo. Yeah. And that's like, that's where this is going to be hard. Cause we want to make sure this is still the Matt Damon, uh, mini series through and through, but we are going to like, he is definitely co-lead. It's almost like a, a triple threat because I feel like Nicholson, DiCaprio and Wahlberg all share like the same amount of screen time in this movie. I didn't feel like it was a Leo movie. I didn't feel like it was a, right. uh, you know, Wahlberg yeah. is obviously in it less, but those three, Nicholson, Damon, and DiCaprio, are all kind of sharing the screen for right. the most part. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get too far, it's that time again to mention something we haven't mentioned before, actually. Whoa, what? We you threw have, me off. I thought I, I knew what you were going to say. I was about to jump into say? something, but then I was about to jump into the tomato meter. But then what I've always forgotten this whole miniseries is we have a giveaway. and We have a giveaway, have yes! A, a, a fantastic giveaway. Prizes? We, we do one prize. You don't get the prize. You're the guest on the well, episode. Technically, yeah. it's funny you should say that. Oh. Special guest seems like. Should get a prize. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk. You about get the it. bottle of water. That's your your, your check <laughs> is in the mail already. Oh, thank you. Uh, the prize is a copy of Ford v Ferrari on Blu-ray. One of the episodes we'll cover, or one of the movies we will cover later on in this mini series, and it'll be given out at the end of the the series here. And all you have to do to enter is share any of the Matt Damon episodes that we do. So from here until. Uh, I forget the one that we're doing right before Ford v. Ferrari, but basically from now until then, you can share any of them. You can share the ones we've already covered that are already out. You can share it on any platform. Just make sure you tag the show or tag one of us, and we'll know you get entered. You can enter in multiple times by sharing multiple episodes, uh, but we really appreciate everybody who shares the episodes, uh, and that's you're one of them. You're like the biggest share of them all. I love it. If I'll you like, take it. a video of yourself yeah. singing a song you wrote about Matt Damon, we'll count that as two votes. I'm not doing wow. that at all. No. Danny. Wow. No. Danny's thinking about it, I can tell. <laughs> I don't know if I have it in me. <laughs> He's got a lot of shares in him, though. Danny, when I post an episode, doesn't matter what time, because I don't have a set schedule to post mm-hmm. them, I will post the episode and within like two minutes, the link I already get a notification that it's been shared. I'm like, how? Like, well, do you have notes? You can set? see that I'm up really late. All yeah, the time. sometimes I'm so like, it's like one thirty. Like I'm two uploading in the this. morning. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> yeah. It's like late on Those a Saturday. Right. I'm like finishing an episode. Like yeah, it's Sunday now. Just send it through and share it. All right. Wow. I lead a pretty exciting life. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, you will lead a much more exciting life if you win this copy of Ford v. Ferrari. Oh, my fingers are crossed. Oh. Certainly. So, with that out of the way, everybody knows who their biggest competition for the prize is now. So, share the episodes. It's me. But leading right into our next competition for the Tomato Meter game. You've played this before. Uh, we're going ahead. Head-to-head, you guys, guess the tomato meter on the critic consensus that I'm about to read off, whether what percentage it is you can price as right, Daniel, as a lot of people have done lately. Uh, I've been losing a lot lately. I've been real sad about it. It's been very close, too. A lot of close guesses, so hopefully you guys can get it right on the money. But back in 2006, critics, surprise, surprise, because it was Best Picture, uh, loved the movie, and they said... Featuring outstanding work from an excellent cast, The Departed is a thoroughly engrossing gangster drama with the gritty authenticity and soup and soupy morality we soupy come to mor- expect from Martin Scorsese. Soupy morality. Soupy morality. I think you said that after we watched it. I heard a soupy morality. You said there's exactly some... what I Did said. Did you vote for The Departed to win Best Picture? Are you part of the Academy? Well, you know, I, I I wonder what it what was it up against that year. That would I'd be curious. I should know that. this. Taking a little detour. And, and a, I'll be honest yeah. with you, I I I'm surprised more of the actors weren't nominated. It was up against. Let's see if Daniel can do this. He usually gets the wrong year. Hey, it's true. I'm that's sorry. not true. Okay. Nomadland. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it really did take me to 2021. Why? <laughs> I'm gonna let. I've got it right here. I okay, just want to see how long. It. No, no, no. You're no, good. No, you're doing no, no. Because my my phone's been real slow. It's fine. It's fine. We already said uh, Scorsese won for best uh, director, which is the first win of his. He also won best picture. It was up against uh, Babel, which I heard is oh, Brad Pitt. Good, I think. Yeah, Brad Pitt movie. Letters from Iwo Jima. Little Miss Sunshine and the Queen. Oh, so not this was what back before they started actually opening it up. Yeah, sure. So which one? The Departed. The Departed. One. Yeah, yeah. Okay, there yeah. you go. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Way to spoil it. So, sorry, one. <laughs> uh, best actor. Uh, Leo was nominated, but he okay. was nominated for a different movie. <laughs> what was he nominated for? Blood Diamond. Oh, Which, that's weird, right? That's not a good movie. Yeah. Have you guys seen that? Yeah, He's doing a real weird South African accent in that movie, speaking of accents. Really? Yeah, and it's not good. Okay, see, he, he, he was right to stay away from accents. <laughs> and then uh, The Departed also won Best Adapted Screenplay, which okay. I think it deserves that. Did, uh, did Scorsese write it? No, no, no. Uh, William Monaghan. Okay. Yeah, he was the one who wrote it, and as soon as it was rewrote basically from the original movie uh scorsese got his hands on it and quickly was like yep we're doing this uh beat out borat oh. <laughs> for best adapted screen well, really? you know? yeah <laughs> i don't know yeah uh best animated feature uh happy feet beat out cars that year <laughs> oh, no. i think it deserved that win over cars do you i haven't it's been so long since i've seen happy feet for happy feet kind of like cars though yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. We're big know. Pixar heads here. And without further ado, here we are, back to play the game we all know and love. The Tomato Meter game, after that consensus and tallying off the awards the movie got, it is obviously fresh, so it's above a 60%. Daniel will guess first, so our guest has a chance to price his right him if he wants to. I don't even want to play. All to. I do is lose. Oh if you go over, game. we'll just change it to that. If you go over, you lose. This hurts my feet. Closest, you better not Closest without feelings. going over. 
I, I really don't want to hurt your feelings. Uh, you better not. Uh, 85%. No. No. 94. Okay. Uh, I'll go with 87. 90. Oh, right him. in the middle. He beat I, you. What did I say? You said 94. You no, I over. said what did I say to him oh, about oh. winning? <laughs> he won? Sorry. Okay, well, now you get to guess first for the audience score. Oh, I It is above the, a 60 I imagine the audience score was higher, I'll say 95. 96. It's 94. You were so we're close. Right I was like, oh, yeah. as soon as... Man, I thought you were going to have it, but... Yeah, people were all up on this movie. Big thumbs up from everybody. And for the most part, I think it's well-deserved. I think it's it's odd when you look at, like, the... Like, from that... Those choices in the Academy side of things. I think this deserves the win. But if you look at Scorsese's, like, filmography, you're like, this is the one he won for? And not, like, Goodfellas and stuff like that. Like, in the pantheon of... Scorsese movies, where do you guys think this one falls? Are you guys big Scorsese fans? I'm a big Scorsese fan. I'm yeah. a big Scorsese This is fan, probably sure. top three Scorsese's for me. Yeah. I would say two. I think it's up there with Raging Bull. <laughs> he just and... did it again yeah. to you. <laughs> he said top three. <laughs> okay. He was like top two. <laughs> uh, I, would say, I would say it would be in the top three. I, I put it up there with his other mm-hmm. good ones, like yeah. Goodfellas and Raging mm-hmm. Bull. Yeah. He's made, Shutter Island. he's made a lot of movies. I know. I Shutter Island. Shutter so Island's too. a good movie, but I wouldn't put it in the same. I would. Yeah. I. I wouldn't put it in the top three. Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver certainly. Yeah. Uh, uh, Taxi Driver would probably be in my. You heard it here three. first. Martin Scorsese is a good director. He's an excellent director. Nobody knew this before. Nobody we knew said that. It. <laughs> People yeah. tuned in. And he some... always, <laughs> you know, you'll notice that he always draws great performances out of his actors. Yeah, he you know does. He, he he always does this thing too, where the pacing of his movies is funny because so much happens in those movies. Like mm-hmm. this is like a two hour and thirty five minute movie, and every time I've watched it, I've probably seen it five or six times now. But every time I watch it, I'm like, oh, I forgot that this part happens. I don't think Scorsese <laughs> has that many bombs. Bombs like box office bomb? Yeah. I don't think he has or, really or just much of. Yeah, critically uh, not really. Was either. Hugo kind of a bomb? It got nominated. It as got well. nominated it for an Oscar. Yeah, mm-hmm. Hugo. Um, uh, New York, New York was one of them. Oh yeah, I heard that wasn't very good. Yeah. I watched Gangs of New York for the first time a long ago. I liked that movie. I liked it too. It's probably not one of my favorites, but I liked it. I wouldn't put it in my top three, but I liked it a lot. And yeah. I liked the history. Well, rank every single Scorsese no, movie. For us. We don't have the time. <laughs> I what do you guys remember seeing this movie for the first time? Like, what was that like? Did you see it in theaters? Because this is one of those movies. Like thinking about it, I ask this question like every single episode. This is one of those movies where obviously I was ten years old at the time. I wasn't going to see The Departed in theaters. I'll but, be honest, I don't yeah. think I saw it in the theater. I wish I could have. Strictly just as a ten year old. Well, no. Well, sure, maybe. But jeez, uh, just to like the reaction of the ending. You know, we'll get obviously we'll get to spoilers. Uh, most of us are probably pretty up on the movie. So if you're if you like Scorsese's style and you still haven't seen The Departed and don't know how it ends it's it's pretty wild towards the mm-hmm. back it's nearly third. 20 years old if we're giving right spoilers yeah you know? i mean come I on mean, you gotta catch up <laughs> at this point but yeah i wish i could have been like in in a room with a lot of people because i watched it alone the first time it probably was like five or six years ago at this point mm-hmm. and it's 
it's enrapturing in an unexpected way. Because at first, it's it was one of the first movies of his I saw, and because of the all the awards and accolades it received, and I remember liking a lot of the things that most of the people liked, but I knew the twist. Or I guess twist like the the surprise killings that happened towards the that end. That was spoiled for you. Yeah, I knew that. Oh, well that before. sucks. And that's what I thought, and that's why I pushed it off for so long. Mm-hmm. You know, but by the time I got around watching it, I was like, it. You can know what happens, and it still has a still lot of impact. weight behind it. Yeah, because you it makes you care about a lot of the characters like Martin Sheen and Leo yeah. and even Matt Damon to an extent, where you're just like you're so invested and you're you want to see them win or lose in different ways, and then the way it kind of unfolds is not. Very traditional or expected mm-hmm. at, at all, but do you, what were your reactions to that? Was that spoiled for either you when you saw it? It, it wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, it was a, It had a big impact on me. It wasn't spoiled at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is our fifth episode of Matt Damon movies, and all but one of them I've watched with my dad. Yeah, this is another dad movie. Uh, <laughs> I guess my dad liked Matt Damon. Yeah, I watch this all the time on cable with my dad. He was like the... gangster movies too. Yeah, he does. Half the language was cut out, in, right. you know, on cable. Probably more than half. It was pretty much a silent movie. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, I can't imagine they must have cut. But I remember watching it with my dad in the end when uh, oh. Leo, Leo DiCaprio exactly when Leo DiCaprio gets shot, he went oh. <laughs> <laughs> It catches you total off guard. I know. Poor guys. They pace that in such a good way. And we'll get I'll get into my grapes about the editing a little bit later. But the back like forty minutes of this movie are almost perfect. It moves at almost a breakneck pace, but in a way that you can really understand the locations and the stakes and what's going on and it holds on certain things like like you said, when he gets shot coming down the elevator, it's moving. That scene moves quickly, and there's a lot of tension because Anthony Anderson's character comes out and confronts him on the top of the building, and then they go down. And that's when he gets shot. But there's a good conversation between Matt and Leo, like leading that, and like he starts to break down when he's in the elevator, and you're really focused in on like the f- this f- confrontation of these two characters. You finally see them really interact with each other after leading up to it in the whole movie, and then it's just over. Like, Leo is mm. dead. He's killed. And that's something I really appreciated about it, to, like, stick with that, because I feel like in a lot of American adaptations of certain things, like, not that they chicken out in certain ways, but they don't... They lose the edge that was originally there. Like, if they remake Parasite for, you know, America, I can't see it having the same, like, impact, because that's another movie that has, like, an unexpected, like, turn, you right. know, towards the back half. It's just, I'm glad that this one still sticks that landing, because I feel like if you miss that, the whole thing really just falls apart, because it's a longer movie, it's closer to three hours than it is to, and the death of Jack Nicholson earlier on, I'm just glad that it keeps that pace up from that point on, the point of where it's not losing anybody and you really are on the edge of your seat and even on rewatch i still am almost every time right right Mm. we've got the damon documents because this is a matt damon miniseries and we like to kind of just do a a log of where our our guy matthew has been in between movies so the last one we talked about was another critically acclaimed movie called the brothers grimm uh, which came out in 2005. So we have one movie <laughs> in between, which I don't even know how big of a role he played in, and it's not something I've ever heard of. It's called Siriana? Siriana? 
I think that's how you say it. Syriana. Syriana. Wasn't that, that George Clooney was in that? I think. Yeah, he, I have not lead. seen it. No, I haven't either. Uh, he plays a character named Brian Woodman. That's not a real movie. Hey, Chris Cooper is also in that. Oh, Chris <laughs> Everyone's Cooper. favorite Chris Cooper. Uh, the tagline for that movie is "Everything is connected." Okay, cool. <laughs> very cool. That's it. That's it's, all we have. It's very it's, short. Damon documents ripping. this week. Yeah, you can just tell by the movie poster that that's not worth watching. Syriana. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I don't know. I haven't seen it. Maybe it's this Maybe it's a hidden baker's dozen. Yeah, maybe. It is. So, how would you rank this in terms of performances for Matt Damon? That's what we can get into oh, now. No. This is it. In terms of performances or movies? We rank in the performances? Well, we, we're going to rank the movies, too. That's also okay. something we forgot. I was going to say. We're going to rank the movies at the end of this episode that we've covered. But oh, as far as Matt Damon's performance, we have the Matt Stack. This is Matt Damon's performance that we get to rate him on this scale. So at the very bottom, if he's awful, no good, very bad, don't watch it, he's Matt Tastrophe. Okay? That's hilarious. So step of, oh, I'll do you one better. After that. Fantastic. <laughs> He's so proud of this list. Can that. you tell? Okay. This, I finally cracked the nut like on this whole thing. I was like, how do we follow up the pit list? Uh, we've got Mun Damon. Mun Damon. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like we've it. We've got Daniel's favorite. We've got Dad Damon, which is the next step up. It's like favorite amongst the fathers, the Dad Damon. <laughs> okay. Then we have Matt Nificent. He's fantastic. There you mm-hmm. go. And then at the very top, the pinnacle performances for Matthew. If he's the best of the best, he is Bagelborn. Bagelborn. I love it. Mm-hmm. This series, as everyone knows, is called the the Debagled. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Not the Bagel Parted. No, no, no. The Debagled. The, the Okay, we talked talk for like a week and a half. Like, how are we gonna work that title in? All right, the debagled. Uh, I'll jump the gun here. I'm gonna say this is a bagel born. Whoa! <laughs> I think he's so that's neck the, and neck that... with Jack Nicholson. The best performance in the movie. I think he's slightly better than Leo. You he's think just so Matt dang Damon good? is slightly yeah. better than Leo? Okay. He's just so dang good. Yeah, he. I think he's excellent, too. You just kind of hate him. Yeah. You really do. Because he's so snaky. And then you don't really see Matt Damon play a villain very often. Yeah. You see him play a loser, which is still yeah. what he's doing. Yeah. But he's much more villainous and doing a lot but of nefarious he, stuff. He, he is a, a confident villain, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, though I have to say... There, there were elements that I felt, uh, um, I felt sorry for him because he grew up in that environment. Yeah, he was groomed into. He it. was totally yeah. groomed for that environment, and 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 he lived what he knew. Yeah, yeah. Know? That's what I like about him, though, because he's not just a bad guy for being the sake of a bad guy. Right. Mm-hmm. He's just no. kind of a product of his environment. And, yeah, yeah. They, I think he is uh, the best performance in the movie. Because it. of the reasons you guys have said, and the other thing, and credit to the screenwriters as well, is like you get the hints of like his turn towards the end, just kind of breadcrumbed throughout, where he finally is like he sees his way out, like he's talking to his girlfriend at the time, 
uh, Madeline Madison, which is one of the worst movie names of all time. (laughs) (laughs) They, they're talking and he wants to get out. He wants to make things work with her, but he's also just kind of, you can tell that he's fed up without it being over the top. You don't seem like scheming around like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to rat him out and Mm -hmm. get away with all this stuff and change my life. But it's as soon as he like makes that decision, like it's never broadcast in the movie is like he's going to betray Frank Costello like he's just it's like he starts questioning things and getting more frustrated and trying to act like hey I'm doing this for you and as soon as he gets in that mindset it's like it's over he wants Mm -hmm. he wants out he wants done he wants to actually do the job and be successful at the thing he was hired for and got so many promotions within the film for Mm -hmm. and he just wants done with the criminal lifestyle Mm -hmm. but Yeah, it's it's very impactful. I I do love it. Quite I think a bit. his death scene is probably my favorite part because I love he just brings home those bagels. Hey, by the way, bagels. Oh, <laughs> I like that. And uh, Mark Wahlberg's got the butt gun pointed at him, and he just goes, "Okay." <laughs> yeah, he knew <laughs> like what the was whole, coming. He the whole two hour and forty minute I movie, do. he's been lying and trying to get away with this, and he's just like, "All right." You know, I I don't think that he's had a, a better showcase for what he can do. It's true. And this is his only role that we're covering this series where he's impotent. The only one? The only role? This is true. Yeah. This is true. Which, by the way... (laughs) You want to talk about the impotence? No, I just... There was a point to that, right? Yeah. What what do you think the point is? I think... Just to show his... There's a lot of different readings. There's, like, readings of, like, his sexuality. There's readings of, like... The stress levels and, like, the incompetence there and just lying and lying and lying and lying all the time. And so he just had nothing else to, like, focus on. He couldn't be a regular human being is Mm -hmm. my take on it because he's been performing this whole time. and like (laughs) not really. But not, like, okay. (laughs) Obviously not. Well, I always thought it was, like, kind of interesting because he's dating a psychiatrist. And he brags about, like, you can't psychoanalyze an Irishman. And he's I just thinks he's just so he thinks he's so good at covering up, which he is, but he can't cover it up in the bedroom because he's just so stressed out <laughs> yeah. and stuff. So that's how I read it. Yeah. But there's also theories that the character's gay, which I didn't pick up no, on. No, I don't but I don't pick up maybe. on that. I, I I thought it was, you know, probably the stress and everything, yeah. but also I thought, you know, that little piece of it, you know, showed his mm-hmm. There wasn't any any other scene that showed his kind of vulnerability yeah, more yeah. than that in the movie. Yeah, no. and she starts to bring it up. It's like I gotta go to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's the one thing like the other conversation between the two of them that I really liked was when they're talking about they're like they're they're in the bedroom and <laughs> she they're like having a really like tough discussion. He's like, hey. I'm just going to live with this. Like, this clearly isn't working out. Like, we're not emotionally compatible and all the issues they were having just dating each other and they're on the verge of breakup. And he's like, you've just got to leave. You've got to get yeah, out. I want you like, to leave. Yeah, he he wants, you know, he, he suggests moving to a different city and she's like, oh, maybe. And he's like, well, clearly you're not, like, excited about this relationship or anything, but, you you know, you have to make that choice. You because have to leave. he, he, he just basically said, you know, I'm Irish. We stick it out. Yeah. I don't leave. Yeah. You know, yeah. we just, we stay till the end. Yeah. You know? We're miserable to the end. We're, mis- <laughs> we're miserable till the end. Isn't, isn't that something? See, by the way, uh, I thought she was very good, too. Yeah. I, I, I thought she was very she good was in good. the movie, right? Yeah. yeah. She was good. She has the most interesting role because she plays, she's like the one piece that, like other, like the largest piece of the puzzle that connects Damon and Leo together. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
not to jump off of Damon too quickly, but he is like we talked about like the leads and stuff. He is the main character. It starts with him as a child and Jack yeah. Nicholson kind of grooming him into the role. I love that the movie starts with him being handed a grocery bag and being told all this stuff and then it ends with him bringing groceries yeah. home. Like it's just the little things like that that yeah. are just like it's just pure That's like movie movie poetry. Yeah. It's good. just yeah, I, it's, Scorsese at this point is a masterclass and stuff. And this movie like plays so well to all of most of the actor's strengths and makes uh the performance really, really stand out. So yeah, bagel, Bagelborn for sure. Bagelborn, yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Bagelborn. We love Matt Damon here, Matthew Robert Damon. Matthew Robert Damon. We can jump in now to the rest of the cast, supporting, distracting. So we give a thumbs up, thumbs down to all the other supporting and co-leads of the movie. Uh, let's talk about this one. This one is not one of the main ones. He's in the movie quite a bit, though. This is Alec Baldwin as Captain Why LRB. are we going to Alec Baldwin? We just, I just want to get it out of the way because it's not something we talked about. Right. And Daniel has a huge bias against Alec Baldwin. He, he doesn't like him either, though. Man. I'm not a fan, but, no. okay. but I, you he's, know, there was nothing distracting no. for me. About this is him a perfect role for him. Yeah. He's yeah. kind of a schmuck. He's a cop. He's from Boston. Yeah. I don't think Alec Baldwin's funny, and I don't think he really no. attempts to be funny in this movie, so it works. But this movie, like, knows that. Like, it yeah. knows he's not, like, some big yeah. comedic actor. And they're making him make a lot of jokes, like, jokey jokes, where he's, like, pulling people's legs and giving one-liners and stuff, like, in much different ways. It's, they're not always cutthroat like Mark Wahlberg, and they're not, like, these overdrawn, like, uh, monologues like Nicholson or Leo. Like, he's just, he'll say things like, oh, what are you, a health nut or something? Like, go fart yourself, you know? Like, all that kind <laughs> What was of, that? Go fart yourself. <laughs> okay, sorry. I thought I misheard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then you have that big explosion scene in the, the, on the dock when they're trying to catch them in the act of a deal and the cameras are placed in the wrong spot. And you just have all of them firing on all cylinders. you got Damon in there being the sly little snake. You've got Baldwin trying to oversee the whole thing who eventually explodes. And then you got Mark Wahlberg just, like, emotionally abusing everybody yeah. else who's beneath right. them in that, right. in that scene. I will say, just to, you know, just to knock him down a little bit, oh, there Baldwin. is one moment of his acting I don't like, and it's when... Um, he has this little freak out moment of, come over here for a second, come here, and he goes over to the guy and just goes, "Wait, you son of a bitch!" You know, when he starts like <laughs> yeah. losing it on the guy, yeah, I'm like, seems "Okay, sad. cool." Because I feel like we have several of those moments in this movie, and it's not really his fault. But like, okay, let's settle down here, Alec. Yeah, and he's not in the movie a whole lot, but he's in it like enough to be like, "Oh yeah, Alec Baldwin was in the movie," and he's yeah. I don't think he's distracting at all. Do I give him a thumbs up? I think so. I mean, I, yeah. I think it was. I think he was. Uh, he was decent. I'll reluctantly give him a little thumbs up. Gotcha. I don't, won't be happy about it. <laughs> we can talk about uh, one of the other ones who works in the department quite a bit, and that's Mark Wahlberg as Sergeant Dignam. <laughs> Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Oh, Marky Mark? Yeah. And the Funky Bunch? And the Farty Bunch. <clears throat> and he is farting all over the place in this yes. movie. <laughs> yes, he was. Literally and part of the bit of the censorship. Both yeah, ways. The, the book. Uh, yeah. Do you know any Shakespeare? <laughs> yeah. <Come on>. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, the, he's a potent, quotable machine. He's walking all over the place. And then it... It's so funny because I don't know if you guys had the same reaction I did, but he gets put on leave 
after uh, his boss, Martin Sheen, gets killed. And he has an outburst, and he gets put on leave. And you just forget mm-hmm. that he's in the movie. Because yeah. it's, it's a little bit past halfway. Yep. Right. And then you just forget about his character. Because he does not come up at all. Like, no. he gets, someone mentions that he's on leave, and that's why Leo can't talk to him. But then he just shows up at the end. The movie ends with him killing Matt Damon, and then it's over. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it walks out. But I think that creates a bigger impact. Oh, yeah. I mean, that creates a huge impact because you don't expect it. Yeah. You know, I totally didn't expect it. Yeah, he just shows back up and ends the movie on an uh, (laughs) exclamation point and then just walks off. And for someone who's so, like, big and loud through the rest of the movie, it's like this weird magic trick the movie pulls that it makes you forget because everything else is so engaging. All the stuff of Bart and Sheen and Leo and Matt and all the, especially I think after that point you it's maybe it's right before then, right after that, when Leo is pursuing Matt Damon and they almost meet in the alleyway and he's going to shank him. And then he shanks the, the yeah. innocent bystander and stuff <laughs> right. like that's like the most intense scene in the movie aside from the ending. Mm-hmm. And that's just at the forefront of your mind and not, Mark Wahlberg ex- exiting the movie and then coming back <laughs> yeah. later on. I love how he and Martin Sheen play off each other because Mark Wahlberg's just saying the most disgusting things, you yeah. know, just cussing us out storm. And Martin Sheen's behind the desk reading the newspaper, just nodding along like, he's right. <laughs> he's right. <laughs> he makes a good point. He has his own way of doing things. He definitely has some of the best material in there. Yeah, yeah he, he, he really does. And uh, yeah, everybody here, I don't think. Like obviously this the script is great, so everybody here is elevated. But someone like him, I feel like if you told me about it like now, like if this movie was going to come out, I I would almost like shake my head. But this is like the the role that was made for him. For you him, know? Totally. The, Dennis Leary was the other one like eyed for this part, and I can kind of see that. But I'm yeah. so glad we got Wahlberg in this because there's a lot of casting what ifs within the movie, but for the most part, I'd say like all of them are like, yeah, wouldn't Top touch notch. it, you wouldn't change a thing about it. So yeah, another thumbs up. His brother Robert's in the movie. Oh yeah, yeah, he plays Lazio. He's this other cop guy who just sits around in meetings. Have you guys been to Wahlburgers? This is random. No, I, I actually have. Is it good? I went to the one in Vegas, and okay. it is good. Okay, is it? Yeah. Like how good? Um, in and out, good. Uh, I would say a, I, I'm a big fan disagree. of In and Out. I think it's a Five Guys good. A Five okay. Guys good. Yeah, but we can both agree In and Out is better than Five Guys. I do. Yeah, that's what yeah. I thought, Wesley. Yeah. Wesley doesn't like In and Out. I no taste. I liked the I mean, burger. Okay. You know, they have them in the supermarket now too. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Wahlburgers. Did Mark Wahlberg make your burger when you were there? Was he, he did not. Was he the cook? No. He called in that day to film no. The Departed. <laughs> Was his brother Robert? No, it's not there. Not not even his mother. Yeah. <laughs> when it cussed you out. How's she doing, by the way? <laughs> no, well, she, I, I don't know. I think she's good. <laughs> All right. Can we talk about Jack Nicholson, please? No, let's talk I'm about Vera Farmiga as we Madeline Madison. We talked about her. She's great. I, I just Thumbs thought up. she did a great job. Yeah. I, I was really, uh, I I was really taken by her. Mm-hmm. I, I I think she, uh, I think she was true through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. She has to deal with Leo's almost overacting in a lot of scenes where he's yelling and stuff. She has to just take that in stride and play off that frustration. But then she also has to play like this flirty side where you buy her as someone who would date Matt Damon. And 
not that she's played dumb or anything, but you have, because she does find out what he's up to eventually. Matt Damon very, is so good in those flirty scenes. I know. Scenes, I mean, good, he, yeah. he, he just engages so yeah, well Very there. good chemistry. And so he really you, does. You have to buy her as someone who like is smart enough to figure it out, but not not to the point where it's like, oh, it's so obvious you should know already. Like He does a good job and the script does a good job of hiding it, but she finds out at like the perfect moment where she's like, clearly he's been found out and he's like oh it's for my job and she like locks herself in the room and you just know she's so fed up at this point yeah and this is after it's revealed that she's pregnant with said baby and we, right do we is it is it matt's baby or no, is it leo's baby? it's leo's you yes. think so yeah mm-hmm. what do he's you impotent oh he does <laughs> okay, not but impotent. Otherwise he, he had a problem one night yeah. <laughs> <laughs> leave the man alone Daniel. no i know you'll never prove i personally think it's probably leo's but yeah, that's all right. It doesn't matter at the end of the day. It it really doesn't impact the story. This is the, the weird part of the movie. Well, where it doesn't like, matter anymore because they're both gone. They're both. They are <laughs> yeah, both. That's gone. the thing. They're both gone. Yeah. She's a single mom now, so I don't Vera want it to be answered. I just wish there was like for as long as the movie is. I wish there was like one more scene with her because you see her at the funeral for Leo. He's like, oh, what about the baby? Okay. She doesn't say anything. She walks on, and then yeah. she's out of the movie. That's how she exits, and it's. Yeah, I don't need yeah, closure. Yeah, she gets screwed over. Yeah, it's like <laughs> one more scene or something, one more piece of like dialogue with her, nothing. Just After gone. credit scene? Sure. Uh, <laughs> baby Damon will return in The Departed 2. Is Matt Damon's face imposed on a baby? <laughs> I, I can agree with you on yeah. that, though. I, I like the bit. idea of a little bit of closure there because, you know, not much but i think yeah. i would have i would have liked to have had a little something to have her yeah. deal with all that chaos that she mm-hmm. was embroiled in you know we don't get to see her reaction to all that yeah. really yeah just a reaction you can yeah. just yeah not mm-hmm. even like anything else like that. what was that about yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. that's got to be weird right like you're with two different guys oh. and they're both just dead <laughs> one day right does she know yep. how to pick them or what right, right. <laughs> yeah. What are the odds? <laughs> we can talk now about Leonardo DiCaprio, Will Colligan Jr. He's also groomed in another sense, uh, mm-hmm. who has not the strongest background family-wise, but he's one of the top cadets at the police academy, and he's pulled aside by Wahlberg and Martin Sheen as a guy to go undercover and plays kind of the... Reverse double of Matt Damon. Matt Damon is the mole. Leo is the undercover. And so they, I love that first conversation between them. Or like, you're so smart. You are not a cop. Like, you don't, like, you, you shouldn't be here. You should be on, like, rocket ships or whatever he says. That's where Wahlberg does some of his best work. Yes, that scene is fantastic. And Leo, to his credit, like, is very reserved in the beginning where he mm-hmm. just kind of takes it in stride and is just kind of gritting his teeth at it because he... He, for so long, he's fought against every, like, piece of adversity, and he finally gets to where he thinks he needs to be and where he wants to live and, and help out the community as a police officer and then just gets to berated to hell by <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. And that's, this is not there. part of your family tradition. Yeah. Yeah. All of that. Do you want to yeah. be a cop or appear to be a cop? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, good line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, he accepts the role, and immediately, like, that's the other thing the movie does really well is it, 
doesn't treat its audience like it's stupid. Like, Leo is clearly calculating what to do to get the attention of the gangsters without you seeing, like, some blueprint for his plan or him calling Martin Sheen every five minutes saying, oh, I'm going to do this and this to get yeah. in. Like, no. He just starts, <laughs> starts fights. Riots. He gets, yeah, starts <laughs> riots, and that gets the attention of uh, Nicholson. And the other great scene with him is the first scene where he gets interrogated by Nicholson. And he's got the cast on his arm from oh, beating up the people. Yeah. And they break the you cast off, scene. and he's he's swearing your yeah. mother. You're not a cop. Yeah, right. he does. It's and another actor would like just be way over the top and like not sell the pain, but Leo sells like the pain, the stress, and and fear of like being found out, but also just the, the you can kind of tell like he's acting because you know his background. Like all of those little subtleties are there in this scene that in any other place would just be you know all caps like screaming from a different actor like you can tell that he's he's really given it all he's got guys he has a question why does he order cranberry juice at the bar i don't know to it, get the attention of people maybe well do we see him drinking at other points in the movie not really. I don't, I don't recall a scene him. You drink. on your period. <laughs> you on your period, right? <laughs> it, it, and you know, I don't know if they wanted to establish him as a teetotaler, or, which maybe was in in uh, defiance of the rest of his family. Yeah, I don't know if we oh, come maybe. up against that. Mm. But it 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 to me it was um, you know speaking to his desire to keep a sharp mind and yeah you know stay yeah. on top of things and don't got time for that and i can't certainly let down any of my yeah. you know um i'm not complaining because it leaves one of the best scenes that bar fight the bar, the bar fight. fight that's great, great. Yeah. <laughs> my girlfriend drinks his diuretic <laughs> so <laughs> just smashes the bottle over his head yeah <laughs> so good they and one of the other things throughout the movie is like you buy that he's so stressed about this for obvious reasons, but then the people in the department don't, they, they're helping him out. They're there for him and they're encouraging him and trying to keep him safe. But in a lot of places, he's just left out to the wolves. Like he's just kind of like, you guys aren't going to be able to help me. Things yeah. he, like there's a time jump in the movie where he says he's been at this for over a year. Yeah. And during the earlier montage scenes, like it just he's doing all these nefarious things, and for the sake of being, you know, the undercover guy to buy into their little crowd they've got going there in the gang, but. Yeah, it, like, you just feel so much stress and angst, and so by the end of the movie, you're just like, finally, he's got him in cuffs, mm -hmm. and then it's all over by the other mole within the movie, and that's mm -hmm. something where it's like, re-watching it, there's hints of it, like, little questions that other uh, character, I'm blanking on his name, but the guy who ends up killing Leo is not Matt Damon, it's not Anthony Anderson, it's the other guy. He's the other rat yeah, the who's other just one. there, and he's like, mm -hmm. you think you're the only one who was here in the department? Yeah. And, yeah, it's just completely unexpected, but on rewatch, that all of that pays off more and more, not just with the other uh, mole within the, the force, but Leo's stress and everything, you just feel it every time. And I don't know, I think I've probably seen the movie four times now, and every time I'm like... The stress is palpable. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. I feel my blood pressure rising every time. And that character's cool, too, because it's kind of a blow to Matt Damon's ego, because he's like, oh, he didn't trust me to just have no. me. He's like, I just had somebody else. So I love that he just picks up the gun and shoots him yeah. immediately. Because right. <laughs> right. he knows who Which, he is. He's that the, guy's an idiot, by the way, for just <laughs> turning his back on, on Matt Damon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
They, which they all are. Like all yeah. the criminals in their own little ways, their egos get the better of them, including Matt Damon. So it's it's great to see it all kind of fall apart for everybody because, I mean, it's dramatic, yes, but it, realistically, like you're playing with like dice every mm-hmm. time you try to make one of these decisions. And so, I thought yeah. I thought he did a really good job of showing that conflict between yes. doing the right thing and you know doing what he's called to do. Yeah, but, you yeah. know, he he does a really good job of showing that angst. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's so close. The whole movie. Like, yes, he ultimately finds out, but the the cat and mouse game that this movie plays for most of its runtime is really really engaging. And you need someone like Leo that you can get behind and just completely lose yourself in as like the template for like oh man like if i was in this situation even if you don't relate to him on a personal level you can still just get right there as like wow this is so freaking close so many times to figuring out what's going on and then he just one like false move and it's and it's over and the, yep. od- the odds were always stacked against him to fail it just took the whole movie before it happened so yeah. so are you surprised at jack nicholson's revelation Yeah, yeah, like it just, it makes my blood boil a little bit more, yeah, than it already was, because it's like, of course. I mean, it it caught me off guard, totally off guard. Yeah. It makes you so mad. It's a great scene with Martin Sheen, Mark Wahlberg, and he's just grinning ear to ear talking to him, just because he knows they can't touch him. Yeah. 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 Let's talk about the big man, Big Jack. I got Uh, a prediction to make. You uh, said you have a surprising opinion. You don't like Jack Nicholson, do you? You figured it out. Yeah, you don't like Jack Nicholson in this movie. <laughs> I, lo- I really, really like Jack Nicholson as an but. actor. I think, and I'm not saying this as just a hot take, to be the hot take, I've felt like this since like day one. I don't think he's serving the movie that well. And I'll explain why. I totally understand why people would like him mm-hmm. a lot. But feel like he's distracting i feel like and i looked into this because i was like maybe i'm just reading into this because there's just totally random scenes with him and it's beefed up (laughs) and that was the thing they got leo to sign on and then they went after i think de niro for this role um as well and then there were a few other casting what ifs like i mentioned before but when Nicholson got it, his whole thing was, oh, you got to beef it up for me, Marty. And, like, <laughs> they got to make it a bigger role. Because originally that, it was mainly just Mira Farmiga, Matt Damon, and DiCaprio with this looming kind of Emperor Palpatine presence in the background of Frank Costello. But Jack in this, Nicholson he's basically, Palpatine. like we said, he's like a third lead. He's in mm-hmm. the movie. And just some of the stuff I'm like, you're you're borderline not being threatening. You're making me laugh. You're doing all these things that are just kind of ridiculous. I don't buy him as someone who's like really running an organization more than just having fun with these awful things he gets to do. He feels like a naughty child rather than like a crime an organized crime head, you know? Every reason you're saying is why I like him. I, I know, I know. And so, yeah, go ahead and talk about him. I'm not gonna like he'll, we'll he'll let Danny he'll, talk. Yeah, Do you yeah, like him? Yeah. Well, no, I, 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 you know, for the record, the double I, twist. Danny agrees with me. No, for the record, I do. I like Jack Nicholson in 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 many many things, but I do, I do get your point okay. in that I do think there are times when I find his presence a little bit distracting. 
Because I, yeah. I do think that they beefed up the role a little bit for him. Mm-hmm. And I think if he was, you know, a mastermind and, you know, so calculating, I don't know that he'd have as much time to be, you know, such a menace and, mm-hmm. you know, be, uh, you know, hitting on the young girl and the, <laughs> you know, and yeah, I mean, to me, some of those little instances don't have a place. Mm-hmm. They don't carry the flow of the movie. Yeah. So much. That's all. Well, so, yeah, I, I, I like you, him I because... I like, thank God that it's not Robert De Niro because we've yeah. seen Robert De Niro no, in plenty yeah, of Martin Scorsese. Yeah. And that's why I think I like him because he is such a different villain than a lot of Scorsese villains. He's not classy. He's he's, he's a, a pig. He's yes. a pig. He's yeah. very trashy, disgusting. Yeah. He says the most vile things that are just make you cringe. Yeah. And I just love his carefree of just he's on top of the world's this crime boss and he's yeah. untouchable and he knows it and he gets taken down by the person he never expected to be taken down by. Yeah, which and I, I just, love. I love that. Yeah, I think he's a ton of fun in the movie and I. Uh, he's entertaining as hell. Like, I know it's great. Like that is good. Like yeah, I I think what I love like my favorite scene with him is when he's talking to Leo about how. He's just kind of like over it, and he's just like, "Why do you do it?" He's just like, "Cause I can, basically." Mm-hmm. And I like that part in the script. I feel like it's that is set, and his performance leads to that. But that's not really set up, and it gets lost in like the time hops, you know, where we don't see where he was in complete control. We only see the the schlobby kind of like, "Hey, I've got this severed hand here. Look at me!" Like, oh, like, yeah, it's like when you told you to dump the body in the marsh, you dump it but, in the marsh. Right? Don't laugh! Don't laugh! <laughs> Which that scene makes me laugh every, every time. time. <laughs> don't <laughs> laugh. Um. No, I disagree. I think he's great. Mm. A big old thumbs up for me. Yeah, I think in that and because I like that cast is is supporting. I like that Matt Damon's trying so hard to get his approval and sees him as a dad figure, and Jack Nicholson could not care less about him. And 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 that's just so disappointing (laughs) because Matt Damon doesn't see it, but the whole movie you're like, yeah, he just doesn't care about. And poor pathetic Matt Damon, yeah, has no experience in selecting a dad figure. Obviously, (laughs) (laughs) because this guy certainly does measure. Up. And true. the weird reverse of that is he's weirdly almost trying to be more of a dad role eventually to to Leo's to Leo, character. yeah, like exactly. he starts to like accept him a lot more than he ever did to Damon because he respects him more because he yeah. kind of stands up for himself yeah. more. Like he even threatens to shoot him in that one. He scene. does, yeah. And Matt Damon's kind of a little boy when he talks to him on the yeah. phone. <laughs> he is. He's like, "Yeah, oh, Dad, I'll be oh, there for supper." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just love that scene. Yeah. I really, I really. Their little codes back and forth. Yeah, yeah right. that's that's yeah. great. I mean, he definitely, uh, you know, he definitely succumbs to him. You know, in beefing he's... up his part, I'm like, "Yeah, but what do you expect?" It's Jack Nicholson. <laughs> right. Like, my thing is like, you know what you're getting with him. You kind of have to. It's true. I mean, yeah, I, it's one of the more iconic roles, but it's almost like plays up the Jack Nicholson icon rather than the Frank Costello icon, if that yeah. makes sense. Like, yeah. I see Jack Nicholson hamming it up and having a great old time here than I do this character, whereas with Damon and Leo, I'm, I see 
William Costigan Jr. and I see uh, Matt Damon's character. And you can get by, Jack Nicholson can get by with that in Batman or in, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. other movies. And certainly that's the, that's the venue yeah. for that. But I, and I, I laugh every time over the 15 second scene of him doing cocaine between the opera. That seems just out of nowhere, but it makes me laugh every time. Right. It is a funny scene. <laughs> they lose a lot of cocaine. Yeah, they do. We have potent quotables now, which is something like we've been building up. Like even before we started recording uh, Goodwill Hunting, we knew that like this would be the episode for potent quotables. Uh, before that, we have some Matt stats. Matt stats. Matt stats. I love it. Statistics from the movie that are proven by Matt Damon. We've got Matt Damon shooting. Three criminals and 13 police officers in this movie. It's true. Watch the movie. Uh, you've got him calling and playing phone tag with Jack Nicholson for a full 17 minutes. If you add all the runtimes of the phone conversations together, they leave a lot of voicemails in this movie. And Matthew Damon himself contributes only one F-bomb in the entire cast. Just one Matthew Damon. Who does? That's true. Matt Damon. Only one? Matt Stats. <laughs> wow. And, uh, you, yeah. Irrefutable. Yes. No, one. <laughs> Just one. And it's cut off by a honking sound <laughs> from yeah, a car. Yeah, they did the old uh, live free or die hard PG-13 <laughs> cut off. <laughs> how many, uh, how many F-bombs? This is a little trivia. How many F-bombs do you guys think are in The Departed? 985,000. <laughs> okay, well, real guess. <laughs> real guess. I know the answer, so I, I can I, guess. I think yeah. I actually know the answer, too, because I think you told me it's... Is it 270? You're close. Is that right? It's 370, right? 370. You're both oh, right. I thought it was 370. 237. 237. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we found out that Uncut Gems... Have you seen Uncut Gems? I have not. 576. Yeah, this, this movie made me look up, like, movies with the most curses. And there's... Uh, <laughs> number one is called... Swearnet the movie, which like that doesn't count. It's a documentary. Number two on the list is just called <laughs> Documentary. <Okay. laughs> Come on. Number three, little naughty Marty, Wolf of Wall Street, is oh. five hundred and sixty-nine. Wow. <laughs> number four is Uncut Gems at five oh six, and number uh, five is Summer of Sam with four hundred thirty-five. So Goodfellas has a lot too, right? Goodfell- it's I be think up Goodfellas, there. yeah, is eighteen on the list. You've got. Uh, the Big Lebowski's number 28. It's further down the line than I expected it to be. It's number 41 on the list Departed. of the top Wait 100. a second. Lebowski has more F-words? Apparently, yeah. Really? It says it right here. I can't repeat uh-huh. this evidence, Daniel. Just like right. the Matt stats. That's right. It's, this, is, this is science. <laughs> it is science. <laughs> yeah, Big Lebowski has 281. So it's close. It beats it out by almost 50. Can I just take the easiest quote right off the bat? Yeah, well, let's leave, have that that little statistic lead right into potent quotables, which we will change <laughs> by saying "fart." Okay, and keep the families happy. Yeah, after already saying it once this episode. <laughs> well, I I just got the easiest one. There is no cursing in this one. Oh, we can become cops or criminals, but when we are facing a loaded gun, what's the difference? That last one has just become like this bit between Daniel and I. We'll What's get out. It's the like difference? when you're taking your dogs out for a walk and you forgot to bring a bag and they shit on the on the grass in your neighbor's yard. 
What's the difference? <laughs> they still did it in the yard. It's like one thing, like just nonsense. I sent, I sent Wesley a picture of I can't believe it's not butter. And underneath is <laughs> Jack saying, What's the difference? What's the difference? <laughs> I took a picture of poop next to Rise of Skywalker with Jack Nicholson saying, uh, What's the difference? <laughs> Take that, Rise of Skywalker. Uh, you got any? I do. I have one. Yes. My, one of my favorites is uh, uh, what does he say? He says, uh, Maybe, maybe not, maybe for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) And I just love the way he delivers it. It's so good. I like a, you do well in school? Yeah, good, so did I. They call that a paradox. (laughs) Here's some comic books. (laughs) I love how he gives some X-Men comic books. I mentioned one earlier from Baldwin when he's just talking a million miles an hour and he looks at a Damon during their, they think they're, he's stressing out because he thinks he's finally going to catch him in the act, right? And he's like, you want to go have a smoke? You want to smoke? You don't smoke. Do you? Right. Yeah. You're one of those fitness freaks, huh? Go for it yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Mark Wahlberg has a lot of them. Oh, my, yeah. like the easiest like slam dunk alley-oop that he throws to himself off the backboard is when they're getting mad about the camera placement and the guy is like... <laughs> like, who who did this? Who put this there? It's like, who who the hell do you think you are? He's like, I'm the guy who does this that's job. It. I love that. You I'm must the, be the other. You guy. must be the other guy. Dang it, you took one of mine. Oh, that's all right. That's good. I one. also love Dingham, Dingham says, "I can't wait to wipe that smirk right off your face." And Frank Costello says, "Wouldn't you rather wipe my ass for me?" <laughs> so funny. So funny. This place has more leaks than the Iraqi Navy. Like, go fart yourself. I'm tired from farting your wife. How's your mother? Good. <laughs> She's tired from farting my father. <laughs> Too funny. So that and then there's that quote that Jack Nicholson does in the beginning of the movie about being the part. What is it? A part of the environment? Yeah. Be, yeah. So you know, sets the stage for the movie. What do you mm-hmm. think about that one? Mm. That's a good. Well, I think that that ends with the one Daniel was talking about. The what's the difference line? Because it's oh, while he's like walking what's through. The what's, what's, what's the difference? What's the difference? Yeah, yeah. Man, there there's so many like just good ones. The <laughs> you mentioned the lace curtain stuff earlier, and that one's just shouted so many times. And like even Leo's reaction to learning about. Uh, Costello being an informant for the FBI and he's just like what did you say <laughs> he's like yelling at the guy and he's just so desperate like he heard him the first time he just doesn't want to believe it we're going after transactions of microprocessors yes those I don't know what they are you don't know what they are who gives a <laughs> fart it's cash lots and lots of cash <laughs> that's like the the one like weak the weakest link of the movie is like they just needed something that was big enough that could get the FBI involved, right. but small enough that it wasn't like, oh, this is like a global catastrophe if this goes the wrong way. And it's the one thing where I'm like, you couldn't have just put a little bit more effort into what that was, like, or mm-hmm. write the FBI in in some other way, like microprocessors. Like, what are we, what are we doing here? I thought this was like a Boston crime syndicate, not like. James Bond. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> we didn't talk about one performance I love, and it's the Pakistani guy who owns the convenience store <laughs> after Leo just trashes it being the guys up. He goes, what's wrong with you? Everybody hates everybody in this country. <laughs> That's good, yeah. So that good. poor guy. <laughs> He's already having a bad enough day. Yeah. He's getting, like, his money taken from him by the mob. <laughs> Leo just trashes his whole store. <laughs> He picks up like Stop. a he picks up like a big steak like he's about to stab yeah coating a coat, coat yeah the coat <laughs> <He's> just... 
Oh man, yeah, this movie is just full of just, just full of flavor. good stuff, all sorts of stuff, man. Let's uh, let's do final thoughts. We'll do our rewatchable scale and bagels, and then we'll rank the movie, or, uh, the mm-hmm. movies in the Matt Damon series, uh, the Debagled, as it's known. <laughs> yes. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. I, I I mean I love the movie. I yeah. I I generally like you know most everything that Scorsese does. Yeah. And um. The the one thing I wanted to address is um, the so called soupy melodrama, soupy morality, morality, you know. Which I did like the morality. Yeah, you know, I I did like the morality message, and I didn't think it was soupy. (laughs) No, there's not. not I didn't. I didn't really find it soupy. I I thought. I think they mean more because like you're almost rooting for Matt Damon in a good portion of the. You are. You are. A challenge, but it just goes to show you know the balance of good and evil and everything. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was well illustrated. Yeah. So, um, you know, I I I love the movie. I thought I thought it was great. What about you? I love it. How many times have you seen this? Oh, probably five or six. I've seen a lot. I've seen Uh, it about four times. I love it. I think people could possibly write this off as like, oh, Martin Scorsese's doing another cops versus gang movie. Mm-hmm. But I think this one's different enough. Yeah. It's so different than Goodfellas uh, or Irishman or Casino or anything because it's, <laughs> in a way, the trashiness of it. <laughs> these are, these yeah. aren't like these suave, like cool Italian gangsters. No. They're like a bunch of bums. Yeah. <laughs> Frank Costello and these guys. They're scruffy. Uh, and also, this is a movie that like, those other movies don't focus so much on the police force and the kind of corruption within the police force. Yeah. They're very much sidelined in his other movies. So I think that's really interesting, but no, I love this movie. And and he digs deep in some history too yeah. with a lot of this. Yeah. I mean, a little bit here, a little bit there. I mean, there's, you know, he, he pulls in a lot of good sources for this movie. Him yeah. likes history. He's yeah, saying a lot of ingredients. You, one could say you got yourself a stew here. You got yourself a nice little <laughs> stew. Movie. Get yourself a stew. The the one thing like if I had one other gripe that's less than uh, no. Nicholson, and it's not really it's something within the movie I noticed this time watching around is that normally Scorsese ha- is like a master class, and the the woman who edits his movie I'm blanking on her name, but she's phenomenal probably the best editor in history like beat for beat this movie pisses me off because the last like third of the movie is like edited perfectly and the first third of this movie is just like kind of a mess where you're just jumping around all over the place things are moving so fast even some of the weird cuts and it's a mess? transitions they do yeah at the beginning it's like whoa, whoa 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 like what is going on not that it moves too fast but it moves at a weird pace even with like the music where like uh, shipping up to Boston like just cuts off randomly. You don't it's like weird. that? I it's love that. Weird. It's very weird to me because the end is so like clean where everything is like this goes here, that goes there. And I'm sure they made their decisions the way they wanted to. And it's clearly one person's it vision. It seems like but... they spent a lot more time on Damon's story than they did Leo's yeah, story too. Yes. That, that is something that's like a little not, I don't want to say off-putting but it's just it's more prevalent on rewatches be- and and even just one watch as the movie goes on, it just feels like more direct uh, and concise. Whereas the front half is like a little all over the place, a little a little soupy. Uh, and they, I, but yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. 
the soundtrack's still great. I, 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 it feels yeah. like Scorsese got let off the leash, and at first he was like really, really excited. He's like, oh, I know what I'm going to do. And then he's like, reins himself in a little bit, and then just executes everything perfectly in the yeah. back half. That's yeah. my take. Uh, Why do you play no. Gimme Shelter in this movie? So like, here's the thing times. about Gimme Shelter. He's <laughs> he played that, that he's played that in three that. different movies. In three times Which in other this ones movie. was it in? Uh, it's in Casino. Goodfellas. Goodfellas, thank you. He does. And, but what's ironic is he made a Rolling Stones documentary and he doesn't play it in that Rolling Stones documentary. <laughs> is that right? Isn't that funny? He's got a lot of Patsy Cline in the movie. He does have Patsy Cline. I do love the song. I like how like jagged and like yeah. almost rushed. It's it an feels opinion because, for sure. Because I like because you kind of feel nervous watching it, mm-hmm. and you're kind of put in his shoes of like, okay, mm-hmm. he's, I'm pointing at Matt Damon. They can't see who I'm pointing at. Uh, he pointed to Matt Damon. I'm pointing at Mr. Matt he's Damon. In he's room. in the studio right now. <laughs> he watches over every episode. Much I like just, Eric you're kind of thrust into their shoes. Friend of the show, oh. owner of the show, Eric. Hopefully, is very pleased with our taste yes, on the movie. Eric Dyer bought the show. Do you know that? Bought the show. Our bagel yeah, the stock show. is way up. Your bagel's it's too late. Out. Don't he, even don't even try to buy it now. It's over. <laughs> he owns the show. We have to get everything approved by him. Are we on the market now? Like we we were like we still are, but at this point, it's only going to go down. Yeah, it's true. Is is that a stock tip? I mean, <laughs> this is our segment we where we talk about the stock the market. Legal action here that I'm taking yeah, against that's us. That's right. Uh, that's insider trading. Yeah. <laughs> well, Wall Street. Anymore, I don't own the show. <laughs> um. Rewatchable scale? Yeah. It's very rewatchable. For something that has a big twist at the end, it's very rewatchable. Seek it out. Seek it out. If you don't like Scorsese movies, this is a complete stab my eyes. Like, this is one of the most Scorsese (laughs) movies ever, right? Like, if you don't, like, if you've seen Goodfellas and you really didn't like it and you gave one of his others a try and you still didn't like it, the Departed is not for you. If you don't like the Goodfellas, then I don't think you Come like movies now. that much. No. That's right. I, I don't know. Some people probably don't like that yeah, type of Don't movie. listen to our show. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't like <laughs> cursing and farting, not for yeah. you. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, that is true. You got to put gave, the kids uh, to bed early for this movie and turn the volume way down. <laughs> I put Charlie to bed real early. I gave you the wrong address, but you found the right address. Oh, that you was great. About okay, that. so that That's such a good was scene. an awesome touch. Thank yes. you for bringing that up. Yes. And it was funny That's because I even, like, I hadn't seen this movie in a long time. And I remember thinking, like, hey, I, that address is different. But I just, I, maybe I misheard it. Yeah. And I, it gets me every time. It's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love it. We didn't really even set that up. But, like, if you've seen The Departed, you know exactly what we're talking about. And you haven't, uh, you know, if you're interested, go watch yeah. the movie. Watch it on cable if you want, like Daniel I'm surprised, did. I'm surprised he didn't play Free Fallen when Martin Sheets flying out the window. That's, disre- that's <laughs> disrespectful. Don't, <laughs> don't give him credit for that. He splatters all over Leo. <laughs> What's Good the best God. death in the movie? Oh, Matt Damon. Matt Damon's, Matt I think. Damon, yeah. yeah. I, so I, understated. <laughs> I really like the... I do like... Uh, Jack Nicholson's death, where he's just kind of standing there, you know, giving shit to Damon. Uh-huh. He's like, "Oh, that's what this is all about. All that murdering and farting and no sons." And then he reaches for the gun, and it's like it's like a shootout, like yeah. a western almost. And then he's like, "Oh, I guess he's, I got him. He's dead." <laughs> what about when Ray Winstone kills his wife? That like two second clip. Oh yeah, that was <laughs> that was really off putting. Yeah. Or when he shoots that one uh, innocent person, he's like, ah, he, she fell funny. And he's like, you got to see somebody. <laughs> she <laughs> fell funny. She <laughs> fell funny at the start of the movie. There Some, you go. I think something's wrong with She you. fell funny. Yeah. Bagels. Well, bagels. Great, great beginning. One out of ten. How many bagels are you going to give this? You can use decimals. You can. It's encouraged. 
It is. I'd get an eight, eight and a half. Okay. Love it. Me? Yeah, you. I'm looking at oh, you. Probably nine point seven. I'd, gi- I'd give That's it that. a bingo. I'd give it the eight and the top half. Of the bagel. Oh, with the good crumbs. With the good stuff. Oh, the what good kind of bagel? Yeah, yeah, what kind of bagel are we it's talking about? Oh, everything bagel. Everything bagel. That's what, <laughs> you know, honestly, Scorsese saw the script. That's I'm right. sure I was like, I can do a lot of this. That's right. I can do all my tropes and just put everything in here. So what'd 9. you say? 9.8. I'm going to bump it up 0. 0.1 because wow. I like as much as uh, What'd you say, 9.1? 9.8. 9.8. It's up there. Okay. I'm probably, I'm probably like an even, I know I just said decimals. I think I'm an even nine. Nice, right there. Nice. Yeah. Uh, let's get into to this. this is maybe a little more heated debate. We oh, got to no. rank the movies. So so far, and our guest Danny, jump in on this. You can easily sway us. We'll let the guests help out with this this time around. We've got Goodwill Hunting. We've got The Born Identity. We've got The Brothers Grimm, and then we've got The Departed. We've got to rank those movies now, and we will continue to rank them. As the miniseries goes on. Are we on. ranking the movie or his performance? Just the, the, the movie just as the movie. it is. So the movies okay. as a whole. So we've okay. got just those four. Goodwill Hunting, The Departed, Born Identity, and The Brothers Scream. Which, I'll just get the easy one out of the way. We had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun talking <laughs> about it. The Brothers Scream has to be at the top. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> at the bottom. It's well, see, I haven't seen fun. The Brothers Scream. So You're not missing much. Okay. You're missing out big time. <laughs> it's rough. Gotta... So that would be at the bottom for yeah, me. Yeah, just the bottom. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, next, I would put Born right above it as third. Born above what? Above Brothers Grimm oh, as the third. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay. See, Uh-oh. I, I think because it's identity, like I said on that episode, I like ultimatum the most if it was ultimatum it'd be higher but yeah, yeah. i'll agree with you born is three and that's the thing born is going to be that sneaky one where it's like it's going to be hard for me to move it down further from three you know what i mean mm-hmm. like yeah I, I would agree with that i do have i this next one i'm very firm on that it's departed to goodwill hunting one i'm opposite see i'm Same. opposite too <laughs> <laughs> So you got voted, sorry. And you, and you know, it's hard to argue that because I brought the, you on this show. they are both wonderful movies. But when I, you I, love I, the Goodwill Hunting more than Departed, but both your co-hosts say that it's better than, or it's not as good. I'm messing this whole thing. What's the difference? What's, What's the difference? The difference? <laughs> uh, well, that's depressing. I'm, I'm sorry. Next time, I think I, this next is... time a guest is on, I'm going to try to swap it. I'm going to try to fight club it. <laughs> I think that <laughs> last I, last year with the pit list, Fight Club was number one for so long, and every week I was like, "Come on, bring it down." Such a good movie. It's hard for me, but I've been thinking throughout the whole episode, yeah, and I would have to yeah. put Departed. And you you one. rated it Bagels higher, I believe. No, I give it the same. Oh, okay. I think it barely beats it out. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That to me is just a lot more definitive and like peak of all those people that were involved in this and I feel like I like Goodfellas more than this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've watched both of them know. fairly recently. It's it's a to- like yeah. that's the thing. You can't it's be hard. wrong with either one, I don't yeah. think. Uh yeah, so no no wrong answers, all good vibes from us, not the departed. That's all soupy in there. But uh <laughs> thank you again for coming on the show and talking about this with us cuz it's it's 
great to get your insight and get you Thank back you. on the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah. We love you Good so much. Fun. Don't we, Wes? We do. Good we fun. love it. Yep. We do have another question for you, though. Yeah. What you've been watching. What have I been watching? What have you been watching? Oh, man. What have I been watching? Well, I've been trying to get you to watch Squid Games. Yeah, I have watched Squid Games. Yeah. Everybody, okay. okay. Stop. I feel stop, like you'd like it. Stop no, see, this right now. I feel you like sound, you would like it because you like South is Korean. Not, this is not your fault. You haven't watched this show. Okay. What? It is called Squid Game. You sound like those people that's like, I went to JC Penney's the other day. It's like, stop. I went to the Kroger's down the street. It's Kroger. called Squid Good Game. Lord, I'm sorry. Like, no one knows this. Like, you've been calling it that all week, and I'm like, don't say anything. It's not that big a deal. It's why are you calling well, it Squid Games? Get... There are games in it, but it's not called, you wouldn't call it. You know the disrespect the always sunnies in Philadelphia's like that's weird. Okay, sorry, Squid's game. You wouldn't call it the offices. <laughs> Squid's game is that it? Squid, Squid's apostrophe no. s game. Squid game, just one, one. squid. One the squid. game of squids, singular squid. Drop the s. It's cleaner. no. I'll have to watch that. I have not watched. That. I think you'd like it. I think I probably You'd'd like would it. Too. I think except I probably for episode would like seven. Like episode seven else. is universally hated. <laughs> really. Yeah, it's like what that else, episode what in I've been things. watching lately. What have you been watching lately? What have you been Me watching? and you watched Final Destination, which oh, was trash. It was tra- That was trash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We also watched um, I know what you did last summer, which was yeah, that's, that's good. Fun that's not trash. good fun. That's that was good. fun we're trash. He likes horror movies where you're in on the joke. And I, I liked uh, that uh, TV show Made. Have you seen? That's uh, a good one. Oh, speaking yeah. of she horror movies, that. when you're in on the joke, have you seen Cabin in the Woods? No. Oh my gosh, that movie's dog. Hold crap. on. By that description, Classic wouldn't he love in that? On the joke no, movie? I don't think he'd like it. I bet you would. I'm willing to bet the bagels that you would. I like How a many bagels. Movie? I would. I will leave Departed up for one more episode. <laughs> I don't. What are we recording? Next what? Time? I will leave it up for one more episode. If he. Doesn't like you. You'll have to watch it pretty quick. We have a quick turnaround. Can you watch Captain in the Woods by tomorrow? Don't watch it. <laughs> All right, the bet's off the window. You'd love it though. Listen to me, not Daniel. Oh, Who do you trust? Your son. I'll, I'll, I'll have to watch. Do you like the tongue-in-cheek stuff? Totally do. Okay. No, but he likes the like old like Friday the Thirteenth tongue-in-cheek stuff. It plays stuff. off that though. Like it's it honors that, but also makes fun of horror tropes. I like that. Oh man! All right, like Chris you'll be sorry. I like Chris. Hemsworth. You'll let's, be sorry. Let's go, Cabin in the Woods. He's in that. Yeah, given Ed Baker's dozen. That's the that's the he's in that award <laughs> for Chris Hemsworth. He's in that. He's in that. Uh, what have you been watching, Daniel? Whatever. Or I guess you kind of. Oh off yeah, things. I was watching a lot of spooky movies. You know, I watched The spooky. Ring. That's kind of spooky. Not bad. Watched Insidious Two. Pretty spooky. good. Watched Nightmare Before Christmas. Classic. Classic. Daniel, I can't believe. It's a good you one. haven't mentioned this because we haven't mentioned it since we saw it. Dune. Dune. Okay, I had forgotten if we I had brought it up yet. yet. He hasn't seen Dune, Dune yet. Got to do um, some Dune. That's that takes precedent over everything. Do we want to talk Dune for a few minutes? Not a few minutes. We can few talk seconds. about it. We can we can squeeze it in another episode okay. if we want to. Uh, what else? I enjoyed it very much. Yeah, me too. Very good. Very, James very, very Bond. We talked about that. Are you We're talking talk- about No Time to Die? But hey, I saw it with him. So did you like No Time to Die? Oh yeah, I loved. I liked it a lot. You know how how would you rank this in terms of uh, the gangster genre? Oh, I don't know. Hot. You know, it's funny. Hot That's a big question. I pulled I, uh, up. I pulled up. Uh, uh, it was pretty broad. There were a couple of James yeah. Cagney, old James Cagney movies, and their Goodfellas was on it. I think Goodfellas. Certainly, is The Godfather this. was on it. The Departed was on it. The Godfather was just the best. You can't beat you know, The Godfather. Public Enemy. Do you right think Godfather he, 1 or 2 is better, though? 
Oh, I think they're both excellent. No, no, I mean, no. You I, have to answer. Well, you have to pick. I, if I had to pick one, yes. I, I would say. Yes. Yeah, I would say. Because Marlon Brando. You can't yeah, beat him. Uh, Brando. I mean, it's just Dude, that totally... closing shot where he shuts the door. Oh, Let's, oh, oh aren't we? Yeah. Mamma mia. <laughs> aren't we given a treat? Because there's not, but you know, he, there's not very many movies that Brando just owns. But no. he, he really does that one. He's good. Yeah. So we like him. I think that's all we have for today. But thank well, you. Well, Danny, close for, us out. Yeah, close us close out. Close us out. Yeah. Tell Gosh, everybody to share that episode like you. I mean, you can just threaten oh. them. Like, you're going to win at this point. You're leagues and bounds above them in the yes, entries. Yes, absolutely. Let's, let's join in the sharing contest. <laughs> you know, I don't want to take home all these prizes. I mean, it's embarrassing. <laughs> it's embarrassing. You, he, Danny already owns 17 copies of Ford v. Ferrari <laughs> on I, DVD yeah, VHS, which I didn't God. even know you could get any. Throw up Giving them to my friends. I mean, it's embarrassing. Come on. Let's share. <laughs> I mean, if that's all, like, I don't know, any other way to sell it other than uh, tell everyone to bless their blarts and bless their farts, Daniel. Agreed. There you go. We'll see you next time. Talking. The truest of grits. The truest of grits. With? Uh, with? Logan, friend of the show, cousin of the show. It's because we're talking about true grit. The Coen Brothers one? Absolutely. Grits are like sometimes either placed with like shrimp or sometimes it's like a morning. You either love grits or you don't like grits. Yeah. I like grits. And uh, Put a little butter in the grits. Are we really going to have grits discourse right now? <laughs> we are. Look at the timer. <laughs> oh, it's fine. I don't have anywhere to be. Oh, great. Yeah, you don't have to edit the episode. <laughs> what kind of grits do you like? Shh.